Hey everyone, this is Matt with another Overflow Pod in our Unshakable series. We are finishing up the seventh test where Daniel shows us the importance of learning from those who came before us. Now, none of us want to be stupid, right? We all want to be wise. We want to be considered wise. We want to make the right decisions. Yet, practically speaking, we mess up and make bad decisions all the time and follow the dumb path in life rather than the wise one. In the last two weeks, we have seen how to be wise. And we've looked at first, never stop learning, no matter how old you are. Because if you stop learning, you stop growing, you stop everything. Second, learn the lessons of the previous generations. Learn what they went through so you don't have to go through it and repeat the same mistakes. Third, maintain a humble attitude because you can learn from anyone at any time. And if you close yourself off, if you become prideful, that will stunt your growth and you'll make dumb decisions because wisdom isn't always found with people that you like. (laughs) So let's get right to the fourth way to be wise. Number four, refuse to fill your mind with garbage. Let's say that again, refuse to fill my mind with garbage. We're all worried about water pollution and air pollution, and we ought to be. We we need to take care of the planet because we're literally destroying it with what we're doing, with all the pollution that we put in. We're destroying entire ecosystems around the world with our pollution and garbage, and we're pretty much ruining the earth, and very few people actually care about it. And even if you are concerned about what we're doing to the earth, about the pollution, what are we doing about our own bodies and minds every day? We try, we believe it or not, you hurt your body and mind more than anybody else. Now, I've been trying to eat healthily the past couple of weeks, and it, and that is difficult, especially because I'm trying to not only keep it low in calorie, but low in sodium. Man, is that hard, especially for somebody who doesn't like vegetables. And I've realized by learning more and more about sodium and what foods it's in and what packaged foods actually are, it's it's scary. And I've realized how much garbage we put into our body that I never even knew about. I even came across a webpage last week that talked about how there are 10 foods banned in Europe that we still eat in the U.S. and I actually eat four of them. That's scary. How many toxic things have I allowed into my body throughout the years? And looking at my health now, I believe I'm now paying the price for the bad fuel that I put in. But what about your mind? Have we unknowingly or rather unwittingly been putting trash into our minds? See, there are many concepts, the words, the thoughts that are actually harmful to your life on TV and movies, the internet and books. And actually, when it comes down to what you feed your mind is as important as what you feed your body. So you can look at your body and see how much garbage you put in it throughout the years by the shape you're in. Now, your mind, though, is much harder to see. So what do you need to eat more of? What do you need to eat less of? And the content that that fills your mind up with. Seriously, think about the food your mind consumes all day long. What do you need to dump? When I was growing up, my parents tried to raise me right. But when I turned into a teenager, they made every mistake you can make. And the biggest mistake was exiting my life and leaving me completely alone during the most formative years of my life. And since I didn't live with them and I was on my own, they wanted to communicate how stupid I was from time to time and how I was making wrong decisions, which I was 
every day, but they never said it right. And they never even had the right to say it. It's been the most memorable things in my life. One of them was at my graduation from high school. And one of my parents said, hey, can't believe you graduated. I didn't think you had it in you. (laughs) Wow. That's tough to hear as a fragile teenager. And I know I've repeated some of my parents' stupid words to my kids. And the second it has come out of my mouth, I apologize profusely and try to correct myself. And in fact, our house, I would rather my kids say another S word than the S word stupid. I don't want them to consume the wrong content from me and my wife because they will get the wrong content from their friends, from their school, from their teachers, and pretty much everyone in the world. And I want my home, our home, to be the one place where they won't hear that garbage. See, there's basically four kinds of content that you will fill your mind with. The first kind of content that you can fill your mind with is poison. Poison is stuff that will eventually kill you. They're concepts that will actually derange you or degrade you, demoralize you, and ultimately defeat you. They are self-defeating thoughts that you tell yourself or that other people tell you. Fear of disapproval, criticism. I'm not worth it. I don't matter. This kind of thinking is everywhere today because we lift people up who are fake and full of lies. And if we don't conform to that image, that image of beauty that we see, then we're not good enough. And what we don't realize is that image is all made up. It's all lies. I watched a fascinating YouTube video and it was about makeup. And I was amazed and shocked at how they can make an average Joe or Jane and turn them into a superstar by filters, makeup, lighting, Photoshop, and many other creative ways. I got sucked into that rabbit hole and I spent like hours watching YouTube videos of how makeup artists deceive you. We believe it's real when it's not, not to mention plastic surgery. You know, so when we view these people and say, this is the standard that we need to reach, it's not reachable. And then we feel bad and we feel unworthy and we feel like we're not good enough. And that's when the poison comes in. But remember, Jesus wouldn't die for you if you weren't worth it. You are immensely valuable to God. Remember, Jesus came to earth, lived his life, all for the purpose of dying for us, taking our punishment on himself and paying for our faults and failures. And all we do is ask him to forgive us and believe in what he did. Jesus didn't do that for someone who isn't worth it. We are so valuable that the God of the universe, the most powerful being around, sent his son to die on a cross for you as a substitute. We are important. You are important. So when you consume the poison of that you're not worth it, the poison of social media and all the negatives that we listen to each day, you have got to realize that you're shoveling poison into your thoughts, into your mind, and you're consuming lies that will hurt you. Every day, people consume lies on social media and they think it's the truth. And they'll hurt you. It's poison. Second type of content is junk food. You can call it mental Twinkies. (laughs) It's like watching YouTube or Instagram or TikTok for hours. And when you get done, you think, wow, where'd the time go? I just wasted five hours. There's no value in it. You ever look at your phone history to see how much time you've wasted throughout the week? It is sobering and almost depressing how much junk food we consume that our mind actually does on a daily basis. Third type of content 
is brain food, stuff about science and math and history, English, geography, you name it. That's brain food, puzzles that keep your edge. That's good stuff. You need to fill your mind with stuff that educates you and makes you a stronger, more rounded person. Brain food is underrated for your mental health and wise decision-making. Fourth type of content is superfood. Found only in the Bible, it can teach you stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else. How to relate in life. How to relate in relationships. It answers the fundamental questions like, who am I? Where am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? Does my life matter? Is there a purpose to my life? Is there meaning? Am I significant? Does anybody care about me? The reason you might say I don't really have much of an appetite for reading the Bible it's because you're filling up on junk food. I mean, seriously, if, if you watch six, six to eight hours of TikTok a day, you're not going to feel like reading your Bible for 10 minutes. Let me repeat that statement. If I watch TikTok for six or eight hours, I'm not going to feel like reading the Bible for 10 minutes. Think about that. I can fill up on superfood for 10 minutes because I waste... Because I can't do it because I wasted hours of my life gorging on TikTok Swiss Swiss rolls. You ever had those little Debbie Swiss rolls? They're so good. But you know what? They're on the banned food list in Europe. So don't eat them. (laughs) Find something else. You know, we have no appetite for the truth because I'm filling up on Twinkies. That kind of stuff. On anything. On social media today, we need to re-examine why we don't want to spend time with God is because we're filling ourselves up with other bad food. And if you think about it, you're like, why can't, why don't I have the desire to spend a few minutes in God's word? Why do I have desire to talk to him? Because you are consuming junk food so much throughout the day. I mean, I'm not asking you to cut out an hour of, of junk food to do 10 minutes I'm showing you that because you're spending so much time on these, on junk food that you have no desire for the superfood. I mean, seriously, junk food doesn't fill you up, but if you eat enough of it, it will, it'll fill your belly. It won't be, it won't feel great, but it'll fill it. So what content, poison, junk food, brain food, or superfood? that you need to cut down with, and what type do you need to increase? Most definitely, you probably need to increase your brain and superfood. The fifth thing to do to make wise decisions is to put into practice what you have heard. You're not going to consume junk food anymore, and you're going to consume the right food, so we have to put into practice everything that we've heard. God doesn't teach you to do the next thing until you start doing the current thing. If I were to say to you, do you believe the Bible? And you say, sure, I believe the Bible. Do you do what it says? Well, no, then you don't really believe it. You only believe the things in your life that you actually do. If you say, you know what, does spending time in in, in God's word make you a better person? Yeah. Does it help you every single day? Yeah. Do you do it? No. Do you really believe it does? Or do you just not care? Bible says you're to forgive your enemies. Do you believe it? Sure. Do you do it? Well, then you don't really believe it. I only believe what I actually do. And I haven't really learned until I actually do it. Belshazzar and Daniel, this king, he loses everything because he failed to do this last point. He failed to put into practice what he had seen and learned. And he pridefully refuses to learn the lessons of the prior generation. This guy is the grandson of the most famous king of the biggest empire 
of that day, Nebuchadnezzar. He saw Nebuchadnezzar take over almost all the world. And then literally near the end, lose his mind for about seven years out of pride. He saw all the mistakes his grandfather made. He saw his grandfather come back and correct those things. He saw the good and the bad in his life. And he chose to ignore God. He chose to ignore the lessons that his grandfather learned. He chose to be prideful and to throw parties and get utterly wasted even when the enemy is about to attack. How dumb do you have to be to want to get wasted when the enemy is literally right outside the gates of the city? Sheesh. It's just dumb. And God said, you know, I might understand it if you didn't know this, but you know it. So guess what? Your kingdom is being taken away. It's going to be divided. And Daniel was the one guy in the emperor who had the courage to point it out to him. He was surrounded. Belshazzar was surrounded by people who only fed him junk food and poison. And Daniel was the only one who told him the truth. Daniel 5.22, he says, but you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. You knew it, but you didn't learn. Is there a difference between knowing and learning? Oh, yeah. You don't. You can know a lot of things, but you haven't learned it until you put it into practice. I can go to a marriage seminar and learn about how to be a good father and husband and then come home. And if I put the seminar on the shelf and I don't do anything about it, I haven't learned a thing. It's like if I said, I'm going to lose some weight. I get a diet book and I start reading it and I learn all kinds of stuff. Did I really learn it? I've underlined it. I read it. If you ask me quiz on it, maybe I could give you the right answers. But I'm underlining it while I'm eating my Twinkies and my chips and salsa and soda. And I feel so healthy just reading the book. Has it changed anything in my life? No, nothing. You know, certain foods are bad for you, but you eat them anyway. So you think, yeah, I can know God, but I never learned to trust him. That's the difference because we don't consume the superfood that's in his word. We don't hold on to the promises that he's there for you, that he is trustworthy. The Bible says wisdom doesn't come from the knowing. Wisdom comes from the doing. In my, in my, when I was a kid, I learned so many bad things. But there are two things that my dad taught me to this day that have made a huge impact on me. One was when I was 11 years old. And he brings me into the garage. And he's doing some work, woodworking. He says, Matt, this is real important. And I want you to pay attention. And I did. And he explained to me at the, about the election in 1984. That's how I know how old I was. Because I remember the election. I remember who he was voting for and what each candidate took, stood for. He talked to me all about Reagan and Mondale and why he liked and why he liked the candidate he voted for and why he didn't like the other one. Now, I don't remember anything about that part, but I remember he ended the conversation with this. No matter who you vote for in the future, never trust a politician since they will tell any lie, make up anything to get themselves elected or reelected. They don't care about you. That's just a lie. So try to vote for the lesser of two evils, the one who conforms the most to what you believe a government policy should be. And I still remember that lesson, and it's actually shaped my political outlook in life because I don't trust any of them. They're just doing it for the position because the people who really want to make change will never get that far. They're usually on the lower levels of local government because you ultimately have to make decisions to get that far ahead and the good ones don't make those. Now, the other thing he taught me was how to attack buffets. <laughs> 
to get my money's worth. Yeah. The two things I remember from my dad. Go straight to the meat and potatoes. No, not potatoes. Desserts. And if you want, because they cost the most. Meat and desserts. Never go for the potatoes. Pasta, bread, or even pizza because it's cheap. Don't you dare fill up on salads. I'm not paying you to eat lettuce that's cheap. And definitely not milk. Only a little bit of water. And you'll get your money's worth. <laughs> so the two biggest things in my life, one was from my dad about politician. The other one was how to eat at a buffet, which ultimately caused me to gain weight. Because when I would go to a buffet, I would eat the best, you know, I go right for the carving station, you know, and go right for the desserts, whatever costs the most money. <laughs> That's what I would eat. And then when I was full and I was all done, I looked at my dad and said, dad, I've had seven plates. I said, can I go get a salad to wash it all down? He said, sure. That's how I would finish the buffet. I'd eat a salad. There are two big things I learned from my dad. Anyway, if you don't humbly learn from the generations before you, like King Shazar didn't, you're going to end up making the same mistakes. To be wise, to have wisdom isn't that complicated. But it eludes us because the process isn't easy. Knowing to learning is never easy. Don't put the bad stuff in your head or fill it with nonsense. Put in to practice what you heard. Put into practice his word, his love for others. It sounds so simple, right? Then why don't we do it? What are you filling up on instead? That's the key. When you fill your life up with so much stuff, that's, that's what you're going to get full on. You need to have the desire to become wise. Start by asking God to give you the right attitude to start and the humility that is essential to becoming wise. We need help. And you know what? Here's the thing. God will help you. No matter what, you you have to see Jesus' love for you and ask him to give you the strength to carry out what you want to see in your life. Only then you can be wise and pass the test. Only then you'll eat the right content. You'll eat the right food. You'll focus on the brain and superfood. I'm not telling you never to to zone out and watch TikTok. I mean, it's almost impossible. I'm not telling you to not eat the junk food. I'm telling you to not eat the poison. And to put into practice what you've learned. Put into practice what you read in the Bible. Put into practice the stuff you learned in life that you learned from reliable sources. And then you'll have you'll be wise. And you won't be like Belshazzar and be stupid and not pass the test. Well, I hope that encouraged you this week and I'll see you next week as we look at, I believe it's Daniel's eighth test. It might be the last one. I'm not really sure. So God bless and I'll see you next week.